0: Hello, hello, hello my fellow geeks and nerds of all shapes, sizes, colors, genders, whatever there is in between. This is Dawn of the Devs Podcast. The podcast for the tech curious and the career enthusiasts. This is everything you need to know about life after Dev Bootcamp. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is your co-host, Greg Johnson, and I am super excited to be joining with us today, my friend, Charlie Rosenberry from Self Interactive. Uh, Charlie, welcome so much to the show. Thanks for having me. Honored to be a part of it. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. Uh, now, self-interactive uh, is a, a little bit of a, a double-edged sword. I'll let Charlie kind of get into it. But today is going to be all about VR, AR, and what it is, what it isn't, where it's going, and what that means uh, for us today and, and in the future. And it's I'm pretty excited about this, especially with the recent announcement of what uh, Apple's doing with their AR features on their iPhone 10s and everything like that. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. But Charlie, tell us a little bit about you and, and how Self-Interactive got started, what, what you guys are doing, and where you guys are going.
1: Sure. So uh, as the name would suggest, um, we are an interactive development shop. Um, and and we, we choose that label because essentially if it's on a screen and you um, interact with it, we are interested in building it for you. Um, and so, you know, like you said, uh, we're kind of a double edged sword in that the majority of the stuff we do is web and mobile, that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I bought an HTC Vive for personal use, um, last fall, and it just, like everyone I've shown it to, it just, it's way, way cooler than you think it's gonna be, and you, and you really have to experience it to, to understand that. Um, and so I, you know, I, 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 Saw that you know once technology gets more powerful and cheaper like it reliably does this this type of um, interaction with computers is clearly the future um, and so in February uh you know for a long time self was just myself that's why I named it that um, uh, in February, I got an office space I was you know working in coffee shops and all that got an office space so I could set up the VR um, equipment to demo to other people and I started getting proactive, getting on the community, um, you know, kind of like what we're doing here today, just, uh, giving an overview about what it is and, um, you know, the, the applications, especially beyond gaming. Um, and so, uh, yeah, a, a few months ago, um, hired, hired, uh, first employee, and we're now up to, uh, four and a half of us, if you count our intern. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, um, pursuing, uh, virtual reality applications for businesses uh, just as hard. Well, actually, we're, we're actively pursuing it harder than we're pursuing the web stuff because every business knows they need a website, but businesses don't yet understand, um, well, what virtual reality and augmented reality is, um, but they certainly don't understand how it can solve real problems that they have.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I actually I love what you guys are doing. I, I met Charlie at a meetup out here, I think it was, what, like a month ago? Something like that? Uh, ish, yeah. Ish, month-ish. Uh, and just another plug for if you're not going to meetups, you need to, you meet cool people, you get to mess around with virtual reality. Uh, but um, really excited about this stuff because this is, in, in my mind, uh, in and in a lot of people's minds, this is the future of tech and in, in the future mm-hmm. of not just gaming, uh, but the future of how people train employees and how they learn, and and all sort—I of, mean, even like the the stuff that they're doing with surgeons and and everything like that—that that they're able to do with virtual reality and augmented reality now is is just so fascinating. And so, uh, I, I wanted I wanted Charlie to kind of go through and, and talk about, uh, give his spiel that he gave at that meetup, and, and talk about. What virtual reality is, what it isn't, and and the difference between that and AR and everything like that. So, Charlie, uh, I'm going to kind of give you the floor and and ask questions as we go.
1: Sure, yeah. Um, Well, you know, first your point about um, you know how this is just going to proliferate um, all aspects of our lives. Um, uh, You know, it's been said that this is kind of the next um, iteration of interfaces with computers. So, if you if you think back to um, you know the early command prompt. uh, DOS, you know, MS-DOS, uh, computers that, that people were getting, uh, you know, it was a revolution when, uh, the mouse and the desktop were introduced. Um, and then, you know, the internet came along and all that. And then now, you know, the majority of, um, web traffic comes from mobile devices. So everybody's on their iPhone doing things. And so kind of the next big leap is going to be AR and AR and Tim Cook, you know, speaking of Apple, he's, He's been, um, you know, dropping hints that AR has been a part of their plan for a long time, even before they released ARKit, um, right. you know, a few months ago. Uh, and, you know, he was recently quoted as saying it's going to be as central to our lives as three meals a day. Um, just wow. so, so, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, it's going to be awesome to see surgeons preparing for this and architects, you know, stepping into their buildings before, you know, anything is actually built. But I mean, it's also going to be the way you send poop emojis to your <laughs> friends, you know? Like, it's yeah. just gonna be every, from all the inspiring stuff to all the just ridiculous banal things that we do with this tech nowadays. Um, so, um, so yeah, in terms of what it is, let's talk about that. So virtual reality, um, essentially it is a, putting yourself in a virtual environment. So, Um, it's, you know, it's tricking the brain into thinking it's in a space, um, that it's not in, that there's, you know, there's a sense of presence that virtual reality gives you. So, you know, you're standing in a room with a sphere floating in front of you, your brain viscerally feels that that is, that is a real sphere with mass in front Mm -hmm. of you. Um, and you know, and, and it's not just because it's in 3d because, you know, you sit in a movie theater and you, you know, you put on the. The glasses or whatever, and you, and you know you kind of get a sense of some depth, but after a while you 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 still feel like you're looking at a two D screen with three D images in it. Um, the main difference here is because it responds to your your positioning. So as you sway left or right or move in or out, it it reacts just like a real object would. Um, there's none of those cues to tell your brain, oh, this is just re- this is just fake. Yeah. Um, and and so you know your the monkey brain part of you is just like you know, as far as it's concerned, it's totally real. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of this, That's what virtual reality is, more or less, um, putting you in a virtual environment that uh, tricks your brain into thinking you're there. Um, augmented reality, uh, made popular by Pokemon Go and Snapchat, um, is essentially taking the real world and overlaying something that's not real on top of it, or otherwise kind of manipulating that that uh image or video of the real world. Yeah. Um, and what's really interesting to me, so you know, in the AR in the AR world, um obviously Google and uh, Google just announced AR Core, which is right. essentially its version of AR kit for Android. Um, uh, you know, even even uh and in a lot of these demos that we're seeing are you know people looking through their phone at a table and they see, you know, islands popping up on the table and things, and you know that. Don't get me wrong, that's like super cool. And the, the technology behind it to, to render that on the fly is super impressive. And it's it's really kind of miraculous that we've yeah. gotten that far in just the last like five years, even. Um, but what I think is um, especially um, impressive about AR is when you kind of combine AR with VR and it's and it's first person AR. Mm. Um, so again, you know, you're not just, just kind of like how I compared looking at a, going to a, a 3d movie to putting on VR. It's kind of the same thing where, yeah, you know, you're looking, but you're looking at a 2d image with stuff overlaid on top of it and it, it, it's neat, but until you actually put it on and those, those um, overlays on the real world start getting a sense of presence and, and um, realness to them, I think, yeah. I think that's going to be when it really takes off. Um, and you know, I get asked a lot. Um, so like I mentioned, I've been, um, or like you said, we met at a event that I was speaking about this, um, at, and, and so I, I talk about this stuff a lot and, uh, people always, people often ask, you know, why, what, what's, what's going to be the thing that really takes off. And I, I would say without a doubt, augmented reality is going to be the piece of tech that really infiltrates everyone's lives. And, and, and the main reason is, uh, is because, you know, when, when you put on the VR goggles, you're completely removed from the real world and you're put in a different place, which is, which is awesome for, you know, things like games or, or things where your environment around you really doesn't matter. Um, but that step into AR is, is a much smaller leap because you're still, you're still sitting at your desk and you're still, um, you know, sitting in a car or, um, you know, in your garage or whatever, but now there's just extra things going on in this environment you're already familiar with. So augmenting what you're used to is, is, um, you know, it's, you're not removing yourself from that. We already, from that, which you're already familiar. Um, but you're, you're adding to what you are, what you're already doing. Um, and so I yeah. think, I think augmented reality, especially once we get to that first person stage and everybody's talking about, you know, Shirley apples working on some sort of glasses, um, Google certainly is. Um, you know, the Microsoft Hololens is probably one of the higher-profile um, AR uh, consumer devices. Mm-hmm. Um, I, once those things really start coming out, I think that's uh, eventually we're going to hit that tipping point. From there, and this stuff's just going to be everywhere.
0: Yeah, and so the the interesting part, I mean, like you said, we're we're at the very. Not necessarily beginning because the, the whole virtual reality thing—it's—it's it's been around for for a long time. I mean, the military has been using it for uh, how how long do you know do you, that they've been using it? I oh, mean, I don't have exact
1: numbers, but I've—I mean, at at a, at that AITP thing we were at, um, at that meeting we met at, the there was a guy in the audience who who brought up the Department of Defense and working yeah. on something like this in the '80s, and you know, it's obvious. You know, obviously, when we were kids, there was the uh, well, I don't know how old you are, but when I was a kid, at least, there was the Virtual Boy, um, which came out, uh, which was Nintendo's, um, yeah, I
0: kind remember of virtual that.
1: reality thing, but you, it was these, it was a stand and you, you put your eyes in it and there were all these red lines and it just like, <laughs> it gave your brain. you seizures
0: is basically what yeah, it did. Yeah, just like immediately.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, so this, this has been around in some form, but the, the big, the big thing about this current wave of VR is that it's, um, you know, the sophistication is there to where you mm-hmm. have this light headset and all it takes is two sensors you stick out there. Um, and it's, it's just the sophistication and accuracy is just at, a, at, at a point to where again, you know, you're not getting nauseous because of low frame rates or, you know, inconsistencies in with what you should be seeing based on your movements. We're, we're at that point where, um, you know, the software is there, the hardware is there, the general approach is there. And now it's just a matter of, like i said the technology getting more powerful and cheaper
0: yeah and so what is what does this mean i mean obviously we we talked about the the whole gaming side of things but you guys said that you're you're pushing this more towards the the business side what does that mean what what why would a business want to use virtual reality or augmented reality
1: yeah so uh you know there's there's all kinds of applications so uh you know, I can point to a lot of the ways these are being used, but people are still coming up with novel um, use cases for these, of course, just like any new technology. We still we're still figuring out, you know, what what this is and what kind of the um, conventions are for interacting with things. And people are still ha- having those like, um, you know, uh, great ideas in the middle of the night that, hey, you know, w- we could totally approach it this way or something. Um, and so some of the ones, the one that we're specifically focusing on is, um, is training. So, uh, VR is awesome for training, um, because, you know, for, in a number of different environments. So for low skill workers, for example, um, there's a lot of uh, companies that might have a high turnover rate in these low skill jobs. Um, and so, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're getting new employees in and out in the door every week, you're probably spending, you know, half a day to a day giving these people attention, you know, sitting them in a course in a classroom and going over, here's, here's how you assemble this thing or here's, here's how you do your job. Here's the, here's the the process. Um, as we all know, sitting in a classroom staring at a whiteboard is not the most engaging environment. Um, so just, so, you know, being able to put goggles on these people and, um having them actually do what you're going to have them be doing out on the floor um you know again the monkey brain doesn't know it's not real and so going through the motions and getting a uh you know a deeper understanding of how this process or how this thing works um that alone is is huge uh, but not only that uh the the training software can also then have them um you know build build some of these things in vr or, or act out their their job in VR, watch them do it and essentially test that they've, um, acquired the knowledge. So before they're even out on the floor dealing with real product or, you know, the real tools or whatever, they've already demonstrated in a safe, um, you know, low, low risk environment, um, that they can do this stuff. So they're not going to harm themselves or anybody else. They're not going to break anything, um, you know, waste any, any parts or equipment. Um, so the, you know, this, it, it's, it's a very, big no-brainer for those kind of things. Um, In the marketing space, uh, you know, again, VR is just novel and super cool. Um, So, uh, you know, if you you go to a business expo, for example, and let's say you want to, well, again, sticking with like manufacturing, if, let's say you make um, giant, uh, you know, giant cogs or whatever, you're not gonna bring all 500 models of your two-ton cogs to the floor with you, However, you can have people come by your booth, they'll put on the VR and be like, wow, this is amazing. And then you say, oh, yeah, well, here, look at, look at this product. And you bring it in and they can, they can walk all around it. They can, uh, you know, see it animate, see if there's some sort of cycle it goes through. They can, they can watch all that stuff. Um, and so instead of loading up a semi-truck with all these different models of equipment or whatever, you just bring a computer and a headset and you can walk them through the whole thing and they get a sense of scale. They can see it in action. They can interact with it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you mentioned earlier surgery. So, um, you know, let's say there's, um, you know, you're getting ready to do an open heart surgery on some Mm -hmm. guy. Um, the, you know, the medical imaging technology is there to where they they already can make high definition scans of the insides of somebody. Mm -hmm. And so if you then take those scans, plop them into virtual reality, the surgeon can, um, in, you know, in 3d have that, have that model of the heart that they are the exact heart that they're about to cut open and repair. Um, they can, they can blow it up real big and get inside of it. They can, um, you know, they can practice the incision and see how that looks like, um, you know, just like engaging with medical imaging in general. Um, it's just, it's just a huge, uh, it just seems like such a huge obvious application. Yeah. Um, and then similarly, um, last one I'll, I'll bring up there is also in education. So, you know, think magic school bus, but you can do that now. First you know that they're re- they're
0: redoing magic school bus. Did you hear that? Uh, I did not. Yeah. They're I've... bringing it back. All right. Actually. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> that was just super random. Keep going.
1: Yeah, no, I'll put it on my list. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So medical imaging uh, education. Um, let's see. I mean, uh, so yeah, 360 video. So uh, you know, getting a little more granular here. So um, you know, uh, we're, most of the stuff we've been talking about is kind of like Oculus Rift, HTC Vive level um, VR, where you got a big, big beefy um, computer and you got these positionally tracked controllers and all this. Um, uh, and and this is and don't get me wrong, that's like kind of the tier one, super awesome, uh, the best consumer experience you can get for sure. Um, but probably the more widespread stuff that most people think of when they see when they hear vr is the uh mobile phone powered vr so you know everybody's seen the youtube video of the old lady in the chair on the roller coaster and she's <laughs> yeah. like that's what most people think of vr and yeah. um you know there's some contention in the world about uh how that misrepresents the awesomeness of what virtual reality is because don't get me wrong like those are really cool experiences, especially if you've never done the high-end system. You know, you you stick your phone in the in the viewer, and then you're looking around, and it's reacting to your um, to the angle you're looking at, and it's and it's and it's really cool. Um, uh, but you know, again, I, I think. I think a lot of people judge that and they say, it's, it's cool, but it's still kind of gimmicky. Like I don't really get it. And people are going to you know hear what I just said and and stick their phone and be like, there's no way a a sturgeon could train in this. Um, So it's very clear to kind of understand the different, uh, you know, kind of tiers of virtual reality. Um, But on that end uh, you know, there's, there's a real good opportunity for marketers there. Um, So for example um, uh, like McDonald's, uh, McDonald's Sweden, they actually uh, developed a Happy Meal box that you tear out the front of it and it comes with um, kind of the cardboard lenses inside of it. And you actually fold no, up the Happy man. Meal box, slide the lenses in, and now you have a 3D viewer. And ah, instead, of, instead of including a Happy Meal toy, um, there's an app you download and it's like a downhill skiing game where you're collecting stars and there's little penguins. And, you know, it's a fun little thing. Man, Um,
0: so I've actually, this weekend, I've got a friend that's going to be staying with me. He's from Sweden, and had I known that, I would have said, get a Happy Meal and bring me the box. (laughs) Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so this, you know, there's, there's a lot of kind of, um, novel places that this, this technology can show up to. And typically, typically on the cell phone, you know, obviously virtual reality, anytime you're rendering something in virtual reality, um, you're rendering it twice, you know, once for the left eye and once for the right eye. So that's a very computationally intensive, um, thing to do. Um, and so typically on the, on a mobile phone, you're not going to experience a lot of high-end graphics or even a lot of interactivity. Um, but one place it really does shine is in 360 video. So, you know, we're all seeing this in our, in our Facebook feeds and, you know, YouTube has a lot of 360 right. videos now. Star Wars really uh, pushed a lot of this in front of people. Um, and, um, you know, so for, you know, think tourism companies, um, you know, a big, you know, living in the Bible belt here, there's a number of denominations churches um, and, and so a great example of this is um, if you're a missionary organization or you're any kind of nonprofit that, um, you know, travels abroad and does work somewhere else, um, capturing 360 video in those locations. And then so imagine imagine you, you get some high quality 360 videos, you get some custom cardboard uh, printed with your branding on it and you mail those out to your largest donors and say, stick your phone in here and we'll show you exactly what we've been doing. And then they can go visit, wow. um, they can go visit that slum or that village or whatever, and they can actually get a sense of like kind of being there um, yeah and so that that you know that's that's a pretty accessible um, distributable application of that
0: yeah no that's huge I mean especially i mean obviously the the like missions organizations and everything like that and even the relief organizations that are out. At uh, Hurricane Harvey and you know whatever 's going to be going down with with Hurricane uh, Irma now that they 're cleaning that up, like almost an instant thing as people start getting this thing down and it 's more of a, a widespread technology that everybody just has in their home that could mm-hmm. that could immediately drive donations up. I could see that being a huge thing for that space
1: absolutely, That's, yeah, and I mean even uh, you know news organizations so the New York Times actually mailed last year they mailed out these cardboard. Uh, viewers to all of their subscribers and they've been producing a lot of high quality uh, journalism on it. So they did a um, uh, Syrian refugee camp um, mini documentary where they went there, they interviewed people and you could, you could, you could see what it's like living in a refugee camp. And so, you know, that's, you know, speaking of something like that, um, VR is often called an empathy machine because Mm. it, again, it, unlike any other medium, it can really put you in someone else's shoes, you know? Um, and, and there's just like something, again, it's such a visceral uh, medium that, that just like seeing, seeing, you know, the others, you know, in, in our, you know, in our American world, um, it's easy to hear about what's going on on the other side of the world and you just kind of see them as the others. Um, but to go, to go stand next to them and and to see what's going on, you can really connect in a way, um, with these places or people that you couldn't in any other way.
0: That's fantastic. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's really exciting, and um, I guess last one I'll bring up on this on the 360 video front. Um, Conan recently from Comic Con, he he did a lot of 360 stuff. They had an interview tent, and what was kind of impressive about what they were doing is they were actually streaming 360 video, which, as you can imagine, is very big yeah intensive because it's like you're you're streaming like six videos. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of interesting, you know, speaking of the technical side of it, there's a lot of really interesting um, approaches to that um steam uh you know who's behind uh the vive the software side of the vive um they've they've actually been working on a video streaming system that um you know and it seems such an obvious way to do it but based on what you're looking at um that's the part that gets buffered and and pulled in in high def and then everything else is low quality until they sense that you're turning to look that way and then they up the up the picture quality on that Mm. portion of the image and so they're they're trying to come up with a platform that abstracts away all those, um, you know, technical concerns about streaming that much data. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, it's being tackled, but it's also, again, it's being adopted by Conan. Um, you know, a number of comedians have done VR stand up sets. Um, there's a lot of concerts going on in VR. I mean, certainly from the 360 standpoint, but also, you know, in where they have an avatar in a 3D in, uh, generated environment. Um, yeah. you can actually go walk around the stage and look up at them and see them doing the thing.
0: That's so cool. Uh, yeah, and so one of the things that I think is super exciting about this is, is the idea of, like, I, I've got kids, you've got kids. What is it going to be like? like? Even just in school 10, 15, 20 years down the road, like, are there, are there gonna, they're going to be able to experience the places and the times, possibly, that they're learning about in history uh, or, you know, the, the different, um, like world history or, uh, current events and things like that. All the things that they're even field trips, going to the zoo and, or learning about, uh, you know, molecules and everything like that and, in chemistry and, and all that stuff is super, super fascinating. But what, where do you think that it it's, how is it going to be adopted for our kids? Where do you see it going in the next 10, 15 years?
1: Yeah um well so you know here I actually was at an event and I was seated next to uh two of the people in charge of um kind of like the IT department for the Springfield Public Schools and uh I was I brought this up to them I said you know I'm we're getting into VR development we're doing cool things what do you what are your what's your take on this um and they their approach to it currently um is kind of like computer labs were when we were kids you know You'll remember, there was like
0: a lab. Oregon Trail the, is basically what yeah, I remember. <laughs> the
1: little, uh, the little turtle that drew stuff and yep. moved around. one. Um, yeah, Math Blaster, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so there were all these games, and there was essentially one lab that classes took turns going to. Um, and so I think, certainly in the short term, while this technology is still expensive and um, you know big and and all that. They said currently they're already looking at this. So they're gonna, they, there are companies out there that offer, um, basically VR for education in which you get, you know, 50 VR viewers and VR capable Android devices. And, um, you know, you get, uh, some content to go with it. So, um, it, just like you would check out a TV or you would go to the computer lab, um, the school system would buy all these VR devices and then, you know, this school would get it. On Monday or whatever, this school gets started on Tuesday, and then and then the classrooms take take turns checking out those devices. Yeah. And right now, it's my understanding is right now it's mostly limited to 360 video, um, but you know visiting places um, like that that you know that Syrian refugee documentary like that would be a wonderful thing to show high school students or, or middle schoolers. I mean yeah. even elementary students. Um, and and so I think my my guess would be that um, you know there's going to be a period. I would wager that there's going to be a period where just like everyone has um, a smartphone, eventually everyone's going to have a smartphone and a pair of AR glasses. Mm. Um, and they'll just have their own stuff and they'll, they'll, they'll do that um, without getting into the political side of how slow the education, how, how slowly education has evolved over the last century. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, I think there's going to come a time, um, you know, where a lot of kids. Uh, so think about all the kids that are homeschooled homeschooling in the future will actually be virtual schooling. So, you know, there'll be virtual classes you go sit in on and you, and you might be interacting with a real teacher and you might have classmates, but everybody else is in at their house too on their AR or VR device. Um, mm. And this also, this also seems like a good time to seg into uh ready player one, uh, which are you familiar with the, the book ready player one? No. Or the motion no. picture. Um, Talk to me about it. So, so ready player one is kind of the, uh, it's kind of what brought VR, this kind of, I, I would say, this latest wave of VR to, to the public's attention. It's a young adult uh, kind of dystopian sci-fi film. Um, takes place only like 30 years in the future. But essentially in that, in that, there's a thing called the Oasis where everybody has VR headsets. Nobody really leaves their home. They just put on their VR headset, and it's this virtual world um, that everybody really does live in. And in that universe, what I described with virtual schools is exactly what everybody does. There are no more real schools. The earth is overpopulated. It's a dystopian future, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, everyone's going to virtual schools and living their whole lives in this virtual place. Um, and, you know, also on that note, I, I think it's, it goes without saying that virtual reality is super cool, but just like all super cool things it can be abused and misused. And I, without a doubt, virtual reality is going to ruin lots of lives. So I have, <laughs> I, you know, there's gonna be plenty of people that like, you know, never leave their room. Never, never get off of VR. Maybe not even to sleep.
0: Yeah. Um, so basically as soon as they introduce world of Warcraft to VR, I mean, the worst people are screwed. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, and, and you know, that's, that's a big thing is there's no major like MMORPG yet, but everybody's, everybody said like, once that comes out, it's, it's over, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but you know, I think people with low self-control will have low self-control and, right. And it, technological age so yeah
0: um, all right so kind of shifting i mean we've talked about all the things that it is and it isn't and what it can be uh a lot of the people that listen to this podcast uh are are just getting started in in tech and so you know what somebody that is just getting started in tech or maybe somebody that's sitting on the edge thinking man it would be i've been waiting to do something and i think vr is what i want to get into what are, what is, what's the tech stack, how do they get into that, what should they be looking into, and how, do, how does somebody even get started?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, just like any other language that's out there or any other um, you know, application or technology people want to learn, uh, there are plenty and plenty of online uh, tutorials. So I know Team Treehouse has one. Yep. Um, I've seen them on like maybe Code Academy. Like most of the major, um, you know, uh, self-guided tutorial sites have something in VR, and m- pretty much all of them uh, lean toward Unity. Mm-hmm. So Unity is a uh, it's a authoring tool. Um, uh, you know, I kind of I, if well, I guess these are new devs, but I, I like to compare it to Flash in terms of how it kind of mixes a the visual um, kind of environment side with the code, and it's very kind of object-based, so you can drag a sphere into your scene and then you attach some behavior to it or some sort of property that says, okay, gravity affects this, there's a collider, so whenever something touches it, let me hook into that event and make something happen. Um, So uh, without a doubt, I would say Unity is probably the lowest lowest bar of entry or the the easiest way to get started. Um, They have a free version, so you don't have to buy anything. Uh, You can develop uh, I mean, and even, you don't even necessarily have to go out and buy a Vive or an Oculus. Um, they have, uh, there's a number of VR simulators, which, you know, I don't know is super useful to develop on your own. However, if you do have a high end Android or a, um, iOS device, uh, you can easily develop some of those, um, VR experiences on there. And, you know, you're, while you're programming on your computer, you can hook your iPhone or your your Android into it and um you know work in the environment hit test and then pick up your phone and look at it and 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 develop on the fly um and again you know the personal edition's free um there's there's plenty of resources to um you know tutorial projects where you'll actually build something from start to finish with with um the guidance of somebody else um and and that's absolutely the best way to get started if you yeah. i mean even if you have zero coding experience most of these unity unity is incredibly powerful in that um Without writing really without writing a single line of code, you could make a full um, a full like Flappy Bird type game or any of any, yeah. any of those mobile games with fairly basic mechanics. You could you could build any of those without code. Um, but for the more um, technical and advanced developers, you can also get into the you can also dig into that code that makes it effortless and customize it to do whatever you want. Um, so it's very, it, it's, it's very unique in that it kind of serves both sides of the development approach. And, and if you look at the number of – if you look at the list of games that have been developed in Unity, there are some in there that are really surprising um, that, you know, you, you would have assumed had been built with their own engine and from scratch and all that, but they, they made it work with Unity, and it looks great, performs great, um, and, you know, it has a huge base. So um, that's the way I would say to go.
0: Awesome. Very cool. And so you you're actually you're hiring right now too, right? I want to make sure that we give a a shout out to you guys. You guys are hiring. What are you looking for?
1: That's the whole reason I did this podcast. (laughs) It's it's the
0: longest (laughs) job post you've ever done. (laughs) No,
1: yeah, we are. uh, So currently, we're actually hiring. um, uh, Our level of our amount of VR work yet is not quite uh, to the point where we can hire someone who's exclusively uh, a Unity dev or even like a 3D modeler. Um, but again, you know, we've been doing web stuff long enough that there's plenty of work there and, you know, everybody who works here now has a web development background, but they Mm -hmm. express an interest in VR and they've been, uh, you know, learning it and building, building fun things on the side. Um, and so currently we are looking for a web developer, um, really of any range, uh, preferably local here, but I would not turn away the right remote person. So
0: awesome. Very Um, cool. If you're
1: interested, selfinteractive.com or google i want to work at self-interactive or there you go look check that out yeah yeah that's that's the cat that's the cat
0: purse (laughs) (laughs) awesome uh so (laughs) selfinteractive.com you can find them on twitter or instagram at self interactive facebook.com slash self interactive Uh, and Charlie, thank you so much for, for joining us and, and shining a little bit of light and, and geeking out with us about this. I'm super excited to, to watch where you guys go with this and, and, uh, looking forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. All right, guys and gals again. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button or add us to your favorites list. If you're on Stitcher. Uh, Find us on LinkedIn or find us on Facebook or anywhere else and hit subscribe. We cannot wait to see you guys. We've got some amazing stuff coming through pretty soon. Chat with you guys soon. Bye-bye.